Hey, I'm Fred. And I'm Ant. And this is Creative Generation. All right, Frederico, what is happening this week? This week, we are mixing it up a little bit. Now, we get asked a ton of questions on how to succeed on YouTube. So what we're doing today is where we put together our top 200 questions, and we are going to answer some of those questions randomly. That's right. Uh, Q&A roulette. Let's get into it. <laughs> Let's get into it. Creative Generation hype. And you get the first question. Or you get to ask the first question. I get to ask the first one? Awesome. Yeah. Hmm. So give me a number between 1 and 200. Pick one. Uh, 104. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because this is a complete setup. You already know this question. <laughs> no, let's go with a different one. Let's start with... No, no, no. Let's no, start no, with... No, I'll, no, I'll play no, fair. No. You can get 104. I'll, <laughs> I'll play fair though because I haven't checked them out. Yeah. So, uh, first one. Should you change the thumbnail and title of an older video? That is a good question. I have a very good question because you're a cheating <laughs> spot. Just to let you know, when we practiced this, we randomly picked 104, and that was the first one that came up. And we only did it five minutes ago, so it's not a complete cheat, but we did know that was the first question. Um, and, well, the question was, Ant, one more time. Should you change the thumbnail and title of an older video? This Thanks. is a good one. It is a good question. So um, the it depends, right? So if you have a very high-performing uh, video and it's doing very well for you, I typically wouldn't change the thumbnail and title. I would just let that go. But over time, absolutely, if you have low-performing videos, you do want to mix it up and change that thumbnail and title to make it more enticing. We've had creators we work with who... Um, we've put in strategies where they go back and look through, you know, low or mid-performing thumbnails and titles, um, and just by making a couple updates there, they can completely change the destiny of the video and actually change um, how people are viewing their channel. So, for example, what I mean by that is, if you change a thumbnail and title on an old video and you make it more enticing and you get a better click-through rate, uh, typically that will mean you see also viewership or more viewership of your entire channel because people are watching one video and then they're saying this is great and they're staying to watch more as well. So absolutely, I would definitely have a strategy to go back and change some of your old thumbnails and titles, prefer, providing they're your mid to low performers and only do a couple at a time and see how they're going before you change and do more as well. Yeah, definitely. All the top creators are always looking at their thumbnails and titles and adjusting them. Absolutely. And if they tell you otherwise, they're not a top creator. <laughs> <laughs> or they're just very, very, very good at dialing in their thumbnail and title. Indeed. All right. All right. I, I get to pick a number. Yep. I'm going to go number question 10. What's on 10? 10. Interesting one. Let me have a quick. What do we have? 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. All right. 10. <laughs> Same question? No. 10 is actually a blank line. <laughs> It's the only blank line in the document, it looks like to me. And you picked the only blank line. It's between two uh, questions. I'm yeah. going to say yes. Okay, let's go 11. Let's 11, go 11, okay. So how important are comments on your video? Oh, incredibly important. You know, this YouTube is like, it's not just videos of people. It's an engagement platform, and it's a really great place for you to connect with your viewers, but also for them to connect to each other. This is like, people always talk about YouTube community. This is the community part of it. Yeah. And like, um, <laughs> uh, that. 
It's one of those things that, you know, creators have asked us before, should we turn off the comments? Um, look, it's not a good idea. Like, even if people don't comment, they like the idea of being able to comment. And when they see they can't, they feel affronted. So having comments are important. Um, having comments active are a form of engagement, which obviously is important for the system to, to look at. And while it doesn't, you know, search for the comments and categorize your videos based on what people are saying, um, it does look at engagement and one feature of engagement are comments so yeah comments are very important and it's a really great way to build a community so keep them active keep using them and ensure you engage our community yeah just think how many videos you've watched and like creators you love to watch and you just love to read the comments too mm. comment but it's part of the entertainment and the engagement so exactly yeah definitely keep them on and they're very important all right. All right, one ton. Number. Hmm. number. No cheating. Nope, no cheating. Number 88. 88. All right. <laughs> We've got some time. How does the YouTube algorithm work? Uh, huh. I'll be back in <laughs> two hours' time. <laughs> well, okay. So, yeah, this is obviously a very. Um, common question but also a very very broad question um, because it works in many many ways but in a very broad sense the youtube algorithm is trying to give the viewer the best experience possible um, and serve them the most relevant entertaining and engaging content possible based on their behavior what they like and creating a series of associations around that um, to better better map out their sort of their journey. Um, so it's really there to follow the viewer. Um, it's really there to find out, you know, what would keep them on the platform watching content. And um, that's what it's designed to do. A lot of creators sort of feel um, affronted by the algorithm and the way it works because it does strange things sometimes. But if you keep in your mind um, always that it's there to serve the viewer, I think that helps frame it a lot better. I think the creator angle is like looking at it from like what's the algorithm or algorithms doing for me and it's kind of not there for you as a creator it sounds harsh but mm -hmm. it's there for the viewer and then if you think of it from that perspective that helps a lot it so, does yeah. it's not about you it's about them <laughs> okay uh go for I, it. Pick. uh I went 10 let's go 100 100 okay if I want to focus on two different topics, should I set up two different channels? Oh, this question. All right, we get this a lot. And it's, oh, it's, it's a hard one to well, answer. Typically, we have written these questions down because these are the questions we get asked a lot. It is our top 200 questions that we get asked. <laughs> and everyone sees really big creators split out their channels and have like a gaming channel and a vlog channel and a whatever main channel. Um, this is one. The, the challenge is if you have very different interests and you're creating very different types of content for very different, you're going to be probably alienating either of your audiences or both of them. Um, and you're also going to probably be confusing aforementioned algorithms as to what your channel is about. And with billions and billions of hours of content on YouTube, if you make it hard for the robot to give it to the viewer, they're probably just going to move on to the one that they can actually understand. Um, you know, typically, it's better to focus on one area, is kind of what I'm going to say, and pick the one you like better, um, rather than split a second channel, because growing one channel is hard enough. Um, running two is, and doing it well, um, maybe when you become a YouTube rock star, you can 
start scaling up and, and doing that, but I would sort of lean into one area. Uh, Frederico, what do you reckon about this one? It's a tricky one. It, it depends on, on who, who you're talking to and what niche you're in and things like that. But It does. I mean, there, That's there, my casual answer. Yeah, well, the, the thing about two channels is that it is any channel on YouTube is a lot of work to make it succeed. So having two different channels from you know a, a workflow and effort point of view is very difficult. So having two and spreading your time between two will you know give you less time for creating that success so in that sense i'd be careful and pick the one like you said which you love the most but if you have um, a channel and for example you decide you want to spin off a topic often it's better to set up a, a separate channel if that audience on the first channel wouldn't necessarily like what you're doing on the second channel right i've seen people uh, take a channel and decide they want to change direction completely, like, you know, go from ant farms to, like, gaming, and no one comes across, and they're surprised. Um, people follow you for a certain reason. So if you want to start a second channel on gaming, ask the people on your first channel, do you want to come across? I'm doing this new channel, and some will, most won't, um, rather than forcing them all to make that change. So, yeah, two channels for two different topics, but, you know, I'd pick the one you... Uh, particularly passionate about and want to work on because it does require a lot of effort to succeed. I agree. Cool. Uh, your turn. Mm, let's do 71. 71? Oh, actually, I have to look that up. Um, I just dozing. All right. Ooh. Is Patreon or YouTube memberships better? That's a good one. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, hmm. Okay. So... There's a couple of things about this. Firstly, uh, it's this element of we call friction. So a friction point is something that stops you from, you know, slows you down and stops you from doing something you want to do. So when you are looking at going off the platform, that is a form of friction. So if you say, hey, join my great Patreon page and they have to leave the platform, you're naturally going to get a bunch of people just not do that because it's too much effort. Whereas membership is built into the system so it's a lot easier to activate membership than it is to necessarily go to patreon that said patreon tends to offer a lot more features for the creator and for the viewers and it's a lot more flexible and um, for longer term sort of career-based ideas patreon does seem to work better because of that flexibility so a lot of creators do prefer patreon for that reason but you know you can always have both if you want and offer distinct rewards um, for each of them. The question was, is Patreon or YouTube membership better? I want to know. What, which one's better? Mm. You got to pick one. Well, yeah. uh, you want me to pick one. Um, okay. If I, if I had to say, you know, if I was a creator creating long-term content and having a long-term monetization strategy, I would pick Patreon in its current state because membership is pretty um, locked down. Fair. There you go. Like it. All right. Uh, my turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, three. Number number three, number twenty three. Twenty three. We, we could go three. Yeah, twenty three. They're not in any order, like in most asked. No, uh, no they're not. Yeah. Okay, uh, can I number twenty three? Can I be anonymous on YouTube? Hell yeah! <laughs> There's heaps of anonymous creators. Uh, one of our favourite, the internet historian. Um, well, it could be an eleven year old girl. Is the uh, rumor we like to spread? Um, I mean, people sort of have that that perception of YouTubers. You have to be like. Hey guys, welcome to my channel. Personality, uh, don't have to be. There are ways to develop a content that doesn't have you or your name and face in them. Um, I think Sweeney is another creator that that is still 
anonymous and his family doesn't know he creates YouTube content. Um, a personality helps in pe for people to connect to, but there are other ways to create personality and connection without having to yourself and your identity uh, be that connection. Yeah. Um, yeah, and a lot of creators, um, that anonymity has, you know, created, um, yeah, there's almost like myth behind it and it really drives the story. So, yeah, absolutely, you can be anonymous on YouTube, but like, if you're not bringing your personality, you know, in, in, your, in your physical form, then you've got to bring it in in other ways. So, yes, you can be anonymous, yeah. but you still have to have personality. Yeah, like Danger, like Dolan, Danger Dolan, yeah. Planet Dolan. Who the hell is that guy? Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Like my name's not actually Ant. Um, <laughs> I am uh, a puppet. You are a puppet. That is very true. <laughs> All right, uh, my turn. Um, number 61. 61. Ooh, hang on. Uh, whoa. How do I stream on my gaming channel? <laughs> How do I stream on my gaming channel? <laughs> Well, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just laughing because that's such a topic. <laughs> big so, answer on a podcast. I know, I know. There, yeah. There's so many ways to it. So obviously, um, this is, I guess, YouTube specific. So when it comes to streaming, YouTube offers a number of features that make it nice and easy for you to stream. Um, and you can do that from you know a full camera setup all the way to a mobile setup um, just by using the little live feature they have. Um, it's pretty straightforward it can get more complex once you start adding features into that such as if you want to have a green screen or replace your background for example um, using obs integrations um, you know changing it up with effects those kind of things yes it, it adds a, a layer of complexity but it's definitely worth doing in terms of thinking about that audience engagement because there are for example a lot of gamers out there and live streaming is super popular so Think about all those ways to engage the audience um, to really create something that's different. So you want to be looking at all those integrations, such as the OBS integration, you know, the way the chatbots work, um, all those kind of things to give the viewer the best experience possible. But from a purely technical point of view, it is not at all hard to basically go live just by clicking that little button. Can I follow up question on that? Yeah, sure. Should you? Should you go live? <laughs> yeah, should you as a gaming like, and like I'm thinking of a particular, um, well, Matt Geelan specifically saying <laughs> we don't need another bloody let's play Fortnite gamer. You know what? Um, I, I I've so, been th I've been thinking about that a lot. So I've been looking at Reddit comments a lot, and there are a lot of people talking about gaming. Um, and should I start a gaming channel? And every time I see that, I always reply by saying yes because. I think the, the the question I think people should be asking is, yeah, should I start on a gaming channel? That's right. But, you know, how do I make my gaming channel different? How do I make that experience different is what you should be asking, right? Because if it is different and it is engaging and there's something you're offering that someone else is offering, absolutely true. I mean, people have started the same types of businesses throughout history over the last 100 years, but they have different ways to do it and there's new technology and there's new ways, to, you know, to bring across messages and you know, sell people things. And it's the same with any type of channel and type of genre. Yes, it's a very crowded space, but, you know, the person who's going to be popular five years from now probably hasn't even started yet, right? So you could be that person. Just think about ways to engage that audience and be different. So should you start a gaming channel? Should you go live? Yeah, I, I absolutely think you should, providing you're going to do something that's different and you're going to get, give the audience new levels of value.
I agree, definitely. Unless you're PewDiePie, and, and shout out to PewDiePie because I know he's a massive fan of the show. Massive fan. Um, I mean, we say, we say this, and people may not believe us, but you know, he writes us almost a weekly letter saying how much how much he like, enjoys the the show. But unless you're PewDiePie, which yeah, shout out, mate. Uh, <laughs> but if you're not, don't try and be PewDiePie. Be you and do it your way. So yeah, that's a. That's right. Way to go. Who gets to choose the next number? Is that me or you? I'm confused. Uh, I th- I ruined think I, I chose the last one. Well, hold, let me. What, what did I choose? Sixty something. Sixty. Yeah. yeah whatever. Yeah. I'll get it. Yeah. Go. There you go. Um, what's in the one hundred and ninety-nine? Goes to two hundred, right? It does. One ninety-nine. <laughs> one ninety-nine uh, is. Uh, oh, do closed captions boost views? Something in there that is going to probably help. YouTube's algorithms understand what is in your content, like the robots watch and view and and sort of look for information to actually understand what your video is. Um, I guess that helps it serve it to a relevant audience. So there's some correlation. How big that is, I have absolutely no idea, and I don't know who who does. Um, I think you're right. I think you're right. Algorithmically, it could it does. I mean. You know, they have said that they look through the video and they will try and understand what it is you're saying in order to understand more about the video itself. So, having a closed caption system can obviously help the system better understand and categorize your videos and do more tests to find that correct audience because you're giving it more assistance in 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 positioning. Um, I think closed captioning probably helps um, people, for example, who are not watching your videos with with audio on, which you know does exist, obviously. Um, but also um, you can translate your uh, video to different languages by this, the function there too, which is also very beneficial um, for new audiences. Unfortunately, YouTube's turning off, maybe by the time this is broadcast, it's turning off community captions, which That's allowed right. the community to upload uh, translations and, mm. and the like, but mm. them's the breaks. Yeah. Um, they said yeah. it was underused, but also uh, abused quite a bit. <laughs> I could imagine. How do you know? If someone translates your English video into Vietnamese and they want to put in 5G conspiracy captions in there, you've got no idea. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. Pick Uh, a number, Federico, on that. But 5G is not a conspiracy. No. Is it? Okay, this will actually have to be the last set, and because we're running out of time. But all right, all right, let's look. We get one each. Uh, on. Yeah, number thirty-two. Thirty-two. Huh? <laughs> How easy is it to start an animation channel? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, so animation is pretty much one of the hardest areas uh, in YouTube because. Because it takes a long time to animate any video generally. Any good quality animation takes a while to do. Often the creators we've talked to, and we have had a lot of them on the show recently, um, have talked about the uh, serious amount of effort it takes um, to make animation. And people often don't understand the level of effort that goes into it um, and how time intensive it is to do. Um, and you know, a four or five minute video can take you know a month or two to make. So that's why animators typically have... Um, much less content than other channels because it takes so long to put together. Um, so how easy to start an animation channel? Well, it's, you know, optimization-wise, it's probably not significantly more difficult apart from the fact that you have videos less often. Um, but I think audiences start to understand that now. But from a workflow and effort point of view, 
it is significantly difficult due to the amount of work needed um, just to create animation. I mean, like think about it, you need good scripting, you need good animation in itself, um, you need to know how to tell a story really well, and it is a very specific set of skills um, that um, do take a while to cultivate. Mm, yeah, I'm not starting an animation channel <laughs> ever. <laughs> All right, Ant, your last one. Make it a good one. All right. Uh, well, the question better be good. Uh, number 23. Number 20. You, you, uh, we've already asked that one. <laughs> did I? Yeah, well, I did. One, someone did. I'm not sure. Maybe but, I did. Oh, dear. All right, let's go. 19. 19. I feel good about 19. Okay, 19. Yeah, that's an easy one. How do collabs work? That's I'm all. pretty sure the question is how, does it, like, how do they work in terms of, yeah, people yeah. know what a collaboration is is where you create a piece of content with somebody else how does it work is ideally you're creating a piece of content uh that is with somebody else who has the same audience that you want um whether they are bigger than you or similar size or um or the like it's basically you're looking to create great content with somebody else and get access to their their audience um, to help grow your channel and boost it along. Um, there's no point trying to collaborate with someone who has a completely different audience to you um, because you might make a video that they like. Um, that'll be great, but it actually still won't do anything for your channel. Just to clarify that, it doesn't mean you're not going to get views. You might get views, but you know, if you do a collaboration with a person who does an aviation channel and you have a beauty channel for example and they might have a million viewers and they are interested in coming across to your channel that's typically not the kind of people who will enjoy the content on your channel so they might stay you know watch like 10-15 seconds and then just leave and that's not really the audience you want so yeah like you said Ant, you want to collaborate with people who have the audience you want and um, you can you know mutually benefit and bring more people across um, I think Nick Nimmin and um and Matt Gielan talked about, like, uh, I think the audience infection um, video. <laughs> they, they both did basically, you know, trying to tell the system algorithmically that there's a connection between these two audiences, um, which can effectively start serving your content out to a new audience and see a whole new level of, of success. Yeah. So they're very, very effective if you are strategic about who you collaborate with and what you create. That's right. Um, Anton, that is all the time we have today on The Creator Generation. But you know what? I like this Very format. Good. I liked working through this these questions. Um, it's good fun. I think we should I reckon um, if people have got questions, they should be, which they do. But keep hitting us up with questions on our socials yeah. at The Creator Generation. Absolutely. Sounds good. Until next time. Bye. See ya.